We're back. It's Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. Leslie, the more that we talk about the Ten Commandments, the more that I am just in awe of the wisdom that God um, instilled in these, because really there's not a lot of text here, mm-hmm. right? We're not talking about this, you know, if you look at the American tax law, it's, yeah. it's, it's just volumes and volumes and volumes. And God said, I'm going to give you something that fits on a page. Right. Uh-huh. But there's so much depth and there's, there's just so, um, it's so rich with meaning uh, that we could really spend a lifetime studying it and still not not reach the bottom of it. Yeah, absolutely. My favorite thing about the Ten Commandments is that God himself with his finger mm. wrote them. How much more powerful is that? You know, you know, with with uh, other religions and atheism out there and, and other people trying to attack our religion and they're saying, well, this part of scripture was written by men. Now, we know it's not. We know right. that God inspired. They were written down by men, but inspired by the Holy Spirit, scripture teaches but you cannot get away from it when when God himself took his <laughs> finger and wrote it in stone. <laughs> right. Well, and the thing is, because it is the word of God, as, as all scripture is, but sure it is. as this is the words of God, we know that it still has ramifications and applications to today. It's not, you know, and I've heard the argument that we're no longer under law, but under grace. Right. This is still very applicable to us today, and so that's why we have Stephen McDowell with us again. Stephen, thanks again for being with us. My pleasure. Great to be with you guys again. So, Wesley, as you said earlier, we are going to skip number eight. We are going to go ahead and read it, if you've got that, Wesley. Yes, you shall not steal. So quit stealing if you're stealing. Repent. Give it back. <laughs> yeah. Just give it all back. Yeah. I need to talk to somebody who stole my lunch from the fridge. But the thing, <laughs> but uh, there's a lot more to it than don't steal. Like we've been saying earlier, it's not just a prohibition, but it's also a command to do something. And so if you want to read about that, uh, you can read it in God's Blueprint for Life, Liberty, and Property, a Bible study on the Ten Commandments by Stephen McDowell. So let's go on to the Ninth Commandment. Wesley, why don't you go ahead and take us there? Yes, sir. Taking us to the ninth commandment, we've already discussed one through eight or one through seven. We we uh, skipped over eight, and you can find out more there. And um, while we're getting there, Stephen, why don't you tell them uh, a little bit about the Providence Foundation and what and what you're doing there? Well, the Providence Foundation is a Christian educational organization whose mission is to train and network leaders to transform their culture for Christ. It's teach Christians how to apply the truth of the Bible to public life, to every area of life, so that we might fulfill Jesus' command to go and disciple the nations. And people can learn more on our website, ProvidenceFoundation.com. We've got lots of free things to see and read. We like free. Yeah. When you said apply truth, you know, that made me think about our saying here at Engage Magazine. We like to share truth and apply scripture. You know, I don't think that you can read scripture and get away from it and and not be able to and, and not and not have the desire to want to apply it to your life right. because that's where the real change comes from. And that's what we're talking about applying the Ten Commandments today. We're in the ninth commandment, and you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. How how much different is this between this one and the Eighth Commandment? Well, of course, the Eighth is you shall not steal. By the way, the positive corollary, this this gives us a right to own private property. Mm-hmm. It's a huge thing in the Bible, because whoever controls the property controls the present, whoever controls the children controls the future. 
God has given that responsibility not to civil government, but the family. So we're preserving property in the Eighth Commandment, and the Ninth Commandment, where we're really preserving our good name. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. So, you know, it preserves our honor, our reputation, our character. It, it pertains to personal action, but also to courts of justice. So it has a personal application and an application in society. Yeah, because a society cannot run based on lies. I mean, if you have courts that are filled with liars, people who bear false witness, you can't have a a fair justice system. But also, and we've seen this not only in our culture, but we've seen this in in history past, where you have a government that the people do not trust because the government has proved themselves to to be full of falsehoods. The people don't trust the government, and society inevitably falls. Is that right? Yeah, and, you know, this commandment, actually along with the third commandment, uh, deals with an oath, and that's what we're talking about in courts of justice, because uh, you take an oath to tell the truth, Mm -hmm. and if people are, don't, or if they're not honest within, then your whole justice system falls apart. It's really only in a Christian society, it's only with the people who fear God that you can have true justice because they're going to want to tell the truth because that's going to be the best for them and those that they're testifying about in, in a certain trial. So, so uh, without a fear of God, you're not going to be able to have a system of justice. And actually in America, our system is falling apart as we have lost this fear of God and an understanding of the Ninth Commandment as well as uh, others. You're listening to Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. You can listen to the third commandment that Stephen McDowell, TJ, and myself discussed last weekend. If you go to engagemagazine.net slash podcast, you can listen to it there. We're so grateful you're tuned in, and we're just excited as we walk through the commandments and how important they are to our lives as individuals, as Christians, but also, Stephen McDowell, one of the things I learned in your book early on as I begin to read is that the Ten Commandments are not just for ourselves as Christians, but they are applicable and are healthy for non-Christians included. And I think about this commandment specifically, you shall not bear false witness, you shall not lie. I don't even know non-Christians that that want to be lied against or lied to. (laughs) No, in fact, you know, these Ten Commandments are not something God thought up in his head, well, i got to give my creation some rules, so I'll think of a few rules. No, they are a, they're a revelation of the nature of God himself, and he created that in the fabric of the universe. So man, from the beginning, you read Genesis chapter 1, 2, and 3, he had within his heart and mind the Ten Commandments, the knowledge of them. And in fact, these commandments, all men created in the image of God have a conscience, Romans 1 and 2 tells us and that they know what's right and wrong to a degree. And so they know it's wrong to murder. They know it's wrong to tell lies. They know it's wrong to steal. Now, unredeemed man will steer his conscience and go do it anyway. Sure. But it's redeemed man uh, who will do that. And, and, of course, this is good for everyone. No one wants to have someone sneak in their house and steal their property or, or, uh, or uh, destroy their good name take their life or anything else. So these are good because this is the state of how the universe functions that God created. 
Yeah, I think about uh, um, committing adultery, uh, Christian or non-Christian. You start cheating mm-hmm. on someone's spouse, you're gonna get it's gonna get uh, hot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's trouble. You know, Stephen. One of the things that you mentioned in your book is that there are lies in the Bible. And the people who told them are not condemned by the Bible. For a couple of examples, you point out Rahab, who lied to protect the lives of the two spies. Uh, you know, James called her a vital example of faith. Uh, Hebrews eleven thirty one calls her actions an example of true faith. Uh, the Hebrew midwives lied to protect uh, children. Abraham and Isaac lied to avoid murder and rape. Um, Samuel used the truth Doeg told him to attempt to do evil to David. And so you discussed that there are times where uh, to tell the truth is to be complicit in the evil that's about to happen. We don't really have time to go into that, but I did want to hit that and just say it's really, really interesting to me, the kind of commentary that you put on that. And if you want to read that, let me encourage you, go get the book. Tell us again where we can find the book, Stephen. You can get it providencefoundation.com on our website. You'll see a picture of it right on the home page. And last, the last commandment. Uh, Wesley, have you got that ready for us? Yes, sir. The last commandment, Exodus twenty seventeen. You shall not covet your neighbor's house, wife, or his male or female servant, or his ox, donkey, or anything that your neighbors have. So, Stephen, why do you think God wanted to end on this one? Well, this commandment's interesting because it not only has a requirement on the actions of man, but also the heart of man. His covet is to desire, wish for with eagerness, you know, desire earnestly to get something. Now, actually, this is, could be good because the Bible tells us we're to covet earnestly the things of God, the gifts of God. Uh, but if we desire to get things that God doesn't want us to have, where we will you know, use deceit or trickery, then we are coveting. And, and I, something I like about the positive aspect of this, we're not to cover it, but what we are to do is to be content in the estate where we are. You know, wherever we are in life, now that's not to mean we don't want to progress and move forward, we are, but, but where we are at that time, with whatever material goods we have, with our friendships, those, the situation in life, we need to be content and say, Lord, I am satisfied and happy in this. Yes, I still need to grow and learn and, and, and move forward, but at every step of the way, I will be content. And if we have that, we're not going to covet what we don't have, and then we're not going to act in such a way to go get something by trickery, fraud, or deceit. Yeah, and you think about this Ten Commandment, and I, I the, for the millennial crowd, I know often uh, when in the conversations I have, you know, sometimes we can be passive in some areas. Uh, I think about uh, religious freedom. You know, a lot of the conversations I have with the millennials, I'd be like, "Oh, so what? The so what? The bakery doesn't want to uh, uh, bake a cake for a homosexual. Cool. What difference? Why won't they do it? Who cares what they? You know." And they ha- kind of have that mindset. What rights are presented in the Ten Commandments here? Well, certainly the right of freedom of conscience. Okay. Uh, is presented, and and you know Jesus presented this commandment as do not defraud. And defraud means to take or hold back property rights or by fraud, which is deceit, trickery, or cheating. And so individuals can defraud others, but so can civil government. The mm-hmm. civil government can restrict our freedom of conscience and try to in essence, take control of our internal property through unjust taxes, forcing us to do something like bake a cake 
that violates our conscience, this is violating this commandment. And we need to do everything we can to resist it, because if they encroach here, they will encroach in every aspect of our life, and we'll end up being complete slaves uh, uh, to civil leaders. You've been listening to Engage Magazine, where we have Stephen McDowell, the author of the book, God's Blueprint for Life, uh, for Life, Liberty, and Property, a Bible study on the Ten Commandments. Stephen, one more time, tell us a bit about Providence Foundation and give us your website. Well, our website is ProvidenceFoundation.com, and we, we teach people how to apply the truth of the Bible to every area of life. Because we need to take that truth and go and transform not only men's lives, but transform society at large. All right. Well, thank you so much, Stephen. We appreciate your time for being with us for the last two weeks. You can, if you've missed anything, you can go check it out at engagemagazine.net slash podcast. As always, there's more information on engagemagazine.net. If you've got an idea for a show, let us know at engagefaq at afa.net.